Hello and welcome to another recording. This week we will be working on the fourth chapter of Pirkei uh, Avot. <clears throat> um, today's Mishnah is Perik Dalid Mishnah Aleph, the first Mishnah in the fourth chapter of Pirkei Avot. It reads as follows. Ben Zoma Omer, Ezehu Chacham Halomed Mikol Adam, Shene'emar Mikol Melamedai Hizkalti Ki Edvotecha Sichali. Gibor, Ben Zomai, ben Zomai says as follows, who is someone that we can consider smart, knowledgeable, someone who is willing to learn from every person? Quotes a pasuk to back up his opinion that says, from all those of that I have learned, right? I learned from all those that have taught me, your commandments, your edut, right, is my speech. Who is the person who is a uh, gibor, right? A warrior, strength, someone who's able to overcome his uh, his inc- evil inclinations? Pasuk again, he quotes proof: Tov erech apayim migibor, someone who is slow to anger is stronger than a warrior. Umoshel miloked ir, someone who can control his yetzehara is more powerful than someone who can capture a city. Ezuhu Ashir, who is wealthy. Sameh Bihalkov, person who is happy with his portion. Shana'imar, Pasuk again, Yegiya Kapecha Kitochel. You will eat from the toils of your palms, from your hands, your own work, and therefore Ashrecha Vitovlach. You are praiseworthy to you and it will be good for you. And we break the pasuk into two. We say Ashrecha Balamazeh, as praiseworthy in this world. Vetovlach leolamabba. You will be good for you in the next world. Ezo mechubad, who is someone that is considered uh, honorable. So that is a mechabed etabiriot, someone who gives honor to others. Shneimar ki mechabedai achabed vozai yekalu. Those that I are giving honor to me, I shall give honor to, and those that are disrespecting me, uh, I will do the same to them. So that is the Mishnah on a, again, surface level. And uh, as we've been doing for the past you know, couple of weeks now, uh, we're going to break it down a little further, trying to get a little more insight into the, in the Mishnah. So when Ben Zoma says, So what he's trying to teach us, I think, is that, you know, don't think you're greater than you are. That you're so oh knowledgeable, or you're so uh, smart, or you're you know better than whoever. People have things to teach. There's always something that someone knows that you don't know. Doesn't matter who they are. Doesn't matter what they do. Right? You don't know, say, oh, you know, I can't go learn from that guy. I'm, I'm much more hashu than him. That, that's not true. You know, we all have our specialties, and we all have things that we're professional in before the, that we've, you know, knowledge that we've gained through our experiences. No two persons' experiences in this world are the same, and therefore no two persons' knowledge in this world is the same. We should never be embarrassed 
you know, to go ask someone for, you know, advice, someone that has, you know, more experience and more knowledge in specific fields, I mean, that's the whole purpose. How are we going to learn if we're afraid to ask? should never, ever be afraid to ask questions from any person, especially people that are known to be, you know, um, you know more knowledgeable than you in certain fields. Absolutely. The Gemara in the Ta'anit says as follows. Amar B. Tanena. The B says we learned this following Baraita. Harbe Torah Lamati Mirabotai. I learned much Torah from my uh, teachers, my rabbis. Mehaverai Yoter Mehem. From my friends, I learned more than I learned from the rabbis. Umitalmidai. From my students, Yoter Mikulan. I learned more from the students than from my friends and the rabbis. Why? Because again, anytime a person is, is learning and teaching and speaking, the questions that pop up in conversations with friends, with students, with peers, lead you to additional knowledge. They know things you don't know. You know things they don't know. They ask questions that neither of you know that causes you to go out and find those answers. And that causes additional. So don't ever, ever be afraid to ask questions in any field, in Torah and business and anything. It makes no difference. Life, advice, you know, uh, there's a stigma attached to going to ask for advice. You know, people like to think, you know, uh, yeah, I could take care of myself. Not always. Many times we need help. And that's, that's the way human beings are made. We weren't born in a cave and we're not supposed to live alone. And people have different experience and knowledge and it's there for our use, and we can help them in certain fields, and they can help us in certain fields. So don't ever be embarrassed. The next piece of Mishnah says, One maybe one of the famous, most famous lines um, in Perkevot that everybody knows. You learn this when you're like in first grade, right? So, uh, you know, when it comes to the Yetzirah, so no two people uh, have the same Yetzirah, obviously, uh, because the Yetzirah is, is, uh, has to be commensurate with your, with your Yetzirah Tov. The, the, the more you grow, the more your Yetzirah has to grow with you to be able to keep that balance in place, to be able to continue to test a person so that they can receive reward in Olam Abba. Because if you just kill your Yetzirah and then there is no more Yetzirah, so then anything you're doing is not any more test. It's not a challenge. It's not difficult. Um, so the Yetzirah continues to go after a person and uh, depending on their level, attacks them from different angles. So if someone who's very learned and learns all day, so the Yetzirah might come to him in, a, in, you know, in the form of a mitzvah, telling him, whoa, what are you doing? Don't you know what? It's great to learn, but you have to do also. Maybe you should be a Gabay Staka. Maybe you should go do work on the, uh, go work on the Hebra uh, Kadisha. You know, anything to get him to stop learning Torah. So sometimes those actions are also considered Yetzirah, depending on what you're doing and where you are. It's not always about sinning. Sometimes the Yetzirah knows he's never going to get this guy to sin, so he's got to get him to do something else, right? He's got to come after him from a different angle. And of course the person who is sinning, I mean, that's a different ballgame altogether. The Yetzirah is there, and uh, we need to learn how to fight off the Yetzirah, you know? How do, how do I defend myself against this Yetzirah? So they tell a story, you know, about a king that uh, he wanted to test his subjects to see uh, his, you know, his cabinet, if they were loyal to him or not. So he went out and he hired a couple of guys and he told them, this is what I want you to do. I'm going to appoint you onto my cabinet and I want you to try to get them to rebel against me. 
I'm going to be the mesit umediyah, right? The one that's going to go out and push them against me to see, you know, test who's loyal to me and who's not. So he gets these two guys, and he, you know, boy, he makes a cabinet meeting. He tells them, I want to bring these two advisors, very chashuvim, very smart. And put them on the committee on the uh, on the king's uh, advisory battle. Okay. They, invite, they, put, they put them on the board. And then, of course, they have to get to know the guys. They're hanging around. If they're thinking nice, after a couple of weeks, they start their plan. Okay? They're going to try. They start announcing the next meeting. You know, this king, we've been watching him here for a few weeks. The king is not such a good king. You know? He does this and he does that. He does this and does that. Ugh, he's not so great for the man. We should try it again. You know, we should get rid of this guy. It's not so hard to replace the king. Maybe one of us will be the king. They start talking. They start talking. They end up seeing over here that uh, the break, the, there's a break in the, uh, you know, in the panel of the king. Some guys want to go with the king no matter what. They're with the king no matter what. They're loyal. And some guys want to kish the king altogether. And there's one guy who's looking at these guys and he's thinking to himself. And he starts to know. He knows, he knows the king is really, really smart. He knows this guy. He says, you know what? I think I know what's going on over here. He realized, he figured out that these guys were really planted. They were planted by the king to test everybody. So when they came to him to talk to him, to try to convince him to join you know, the, the rebellion against the king, he starts screaming at them. He starts telling them, you think how dumb I am? You think I'm so dumb? You guys yourselves are listening to the king. And you want me to not listen to the king? You want me to rebel? I know the king hired you. And what you're doing is the job of the king. And you're trying to get me to listen to not to not listen to the king? When the king found out that this guy realized he was so happy. He says, look at this guy. And not only he's loyal, he's a genius. He's smart. He's strong. He took this guy. He elevated him up higher, higher, higher position. What's the nimshah for us? The Yetzirah works for Hashem. His job is to get us to not listen to Hashem. He's those two guys that were hired by Hashem to go and test us. And what? We're going to go listen to this guy? He himself, the Yetzirah, is doing what Hashem wants. And he's trying to get us to do what Hashem doesn't want? Are you kidding me? Oof. Wow. Musar. Amazing. Something to think about. The next time you get that desire to do something you know is wrong, that Yetzirah is doing Hashem's will to test you. You got to stand up to him and tell him, thank you very much. I'm not that dumb. You're also doing Hashem's will. So the next part of the Mishnah says, uh, Who is the one that is considered wealthy? That one that is satisfied with his portion, which is a, a very difficult level to reach. The uh, Gemara tells us, in Adam met person passes away and he doesn't even have any heaven hasn't yet reached even half his desires so the uh maharam chief explains that statement to mean you know usually say the mana says adam yeshlo manero tsematayim right my yeshlo matayim or arba meot a guy has 100 he wants 200 he has 200 he wants 400 so maharam chief says yeah yeah when he has 100 he wants 200 doesn't mean he wants another 100 to make it 200 no no he wants another 200 and therefore, in Adam met he'll never get to even half of the desire of what he wants. He wants another, so he wants he has two hundred. He wants four hundred means he wants really six hundred. He wants the two hundred. He has another four hundred. So he's a person never, never was never will never be satisfied. That's just the way we are, and the way to we need to start to train ourselves to realize that what we have is everything that we need. Hashem sent us here to do a mission. He's giving us all the tools that we need to, to complete that mission. 
including our sustenance, including our livelihood, including our families, and including everything that we have. How much good does a person have in his life that he always is looking at the half-empty portion of the glass? It's it's really, really something that we need to work on. It's something that we all know, you know, deep down, but it's just so hard in the heat of the moment to stop and think, wait, of course this is good for me. Of course this is good for me. The Mara tells us, right, that Adam, Hayav levarech al hara'ah keshem shem avarech al ha-tova. And um, it's very hard, it's a very hard statement. You know, how, how, how could it be that we, you know, we need to bless for the bad. I mean, it's, 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 it's of course, hayav. We know people have to say the bracha lo aleinu v'lo alechem certain times, right? But, but it's how could the Gemara command us, the Torah command us to bless Hashem and be joyful with tova and ra'a being equal? So they tell a story of uh, two brothers that were traveling uh, to go see the Magid Mimezrich, uh, and they, they went to see the rabbi. And this, they were, they were, you know, baffled by this problem. How could it be that they, we could have an obligation to be mevarech al hara'a with simha and joy to be joyful and to say a blessing over something that seems bad? So they come to the rabbi and they knock on his door. The rabbi comes. And he says, "Rabbi, we have this big problem. We, we, we've been talking about it the whole trip on the way to see you. How could it be mevarech al tova kishem mevarech?" He says, starts laughing. The rabbi, he says, "That's what you came all the way to talk to me about." <laughs> Even Zusha, the guy over there in the shul, go talk to him. Anybody can answer that question. Go ask Zusha over there in the shul. He'll answer for you. Who's Zusha? They go to the shul. They don't know who's Zusha. They're looking around. They ask who's Zusha, who's Zusha, who's this guy? So he says, they point him out, this old guy in the corner, Ani, poor guy, sitting reading Tehillim. Doesn't even understand. The, 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 he's in the Beit Midrash. Doesn't understand what they're learning. Doesn't understand. All he's doing is sitting in the corner. He's reading Tehillim. His clothes are ripped. He has a little cup of tea in front of him. That's it. Nothing. So they go to him and they tell listen, the Magimim message sent us, to us, sent us to you. He says, You sent it to me? What do you want? So he says, uh, We asked him this question about uh, how could it be? And uh, we need your answer to answer the question. He says, What? He sent you to me? Why would he send you to me? So only somebody who had something bad happen to them could answer that question. Nothing bad ever happened to me. There's no way I could answer that question. And then they, they were enlightened. They realized. They understood what the Gemara is saying. What we need to do is to understand that the Ra'ah is not Ra'ah. This guy, Hazid, had nothing. His whole life, nothing. But for him, he's telling you, no, no, nothing bad ever happened to me. So of course... Uh, so when we say Hayav Adam levarech al hara'ah keshem shemevarech al tova, he needs to understand that the ra'ah is tova, and that's why he has to make that bracha. And therefore, nothing bad ever happens to us. Maybe, and we think it's bad. It's not bad. There is no bad in this world. It's what we need. We may not like it, but it's still good. Okay, last piece. I know it's this recording is getting long, but this mishnah is so packed with stuff. It's so packed. The Mishnah says, "Ezu mechubad and beriot." And who is the one, right, that is will receive honor? That one that gives honor to others. Uh, so, you know, honor is not something that we should be running after in this world. Uh, we, we, the kavod is for Hashem in this world, and uh, you want to, you know, sort of be someone that people like. So you have to give respect to everybody. It doesn't matter who they are. Good morning, hello, how are you? We need to realize something really important. 
okay, that everybody in this world is Hashem's children, and that a person is really jealous of just about every person in this world except for their children. They love their children and they want their children to be better than them. They're never, ever jealous of their children. And we are Hashem's children. And therefore, right, Hashem only wants what's good for us. And therefore, He wants all His children to have good. And therefore, when we give kavod to Hashem's children, so kavod will come after us. And the opposite is also true. Take care of Hashem's children. Hashem will take care of us. Have a wonderful day.